Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Ramblin' Randy. That's right, the executive pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining us in the conversation. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that in these few minutes, we will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to everyday life. Well, welcome to our episode number 51 of our Connecting Faith to Lied podcast. Uh, I am Randy Jackson, and this is probably the last time that you're going to let me come on this podcast, or at least Rambling Randy is not allowed to come back. Is that right? Rambling Randy. Man. What what was that? I had one job, and I messed it up. (laughs) We've done 50 episodes of hearing Trey's voice, right? Trey's wonderful, beautiful, mellow soothing voice and all of a sudden we got rambling randy he's got a trained voice and now we have scott over here just pressing random buttons to see what kind of sounds will come out this was a great podcast until about 30 seconds ago until it started (laughs) does does this does this intro give you the blues does it make you sad you know it kind of does i do miss trey What's well, a good thing because we're we're actually dealing with the blues today in our podcast. Look at what Okay, so you just saved yourself because your introduction was Ramblin' Randy. Yes. Right? And now but 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 you just did an excellent segue into today's topic. I reeled it back in. You, you see what I did there? Trained. So yeah, we're going to we're going to talk about dealing with blues in a in a COVID-19 world, yeah. which this is big, right? This is big. This is big. And there's been lots of studies there have been. that have shown that this is important. Yeah. So so the reality is is that it is a tough time, right? And so, Randy, I don't know about you, but I know for me personally, I can feel the strain of this pandemic emotionally, uh, physically even, spiritually. I mean, I, I'll just be honest with you, Randy. There, there have been some days during this pandemic that, that I've had the blues. What about you? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm typically a, a very happy and um, uh, jovial you uh, are. guy. I would agree and, with that. But when you're stuck inside the house with a five-year-old, yeah, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, especially when we were kind of in lockdown mode, it, it does start to wear on it you. It starts to wear on you. Or yeah. when you're used to being able to get away and recharge your batteries and, and you can't anymore, mm-hmm. there's there's no peace and quiet, yeah. it starts to wear on you. And, and it, 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 be honest, it's been tough spiritually because yeah. you would think that with all this extra time on your hands that you know, spiritually, you and God would just be on cloud nine, but I have found it uh, very, very difficult to focus on my yeah, relationship with yeah. God during this this past couple months. Yeah, and just think about all the routines that have been thrown off. And we had, you know, our, our routine of Sunday gathering, that was thrown off for a couple months. We're, we're worshiping again on campus, but it's it's not like it was. We're still missing a lot of our people because a lot of our people are choosing, and, 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 and understandably so, choosing to stay home until this COVID-19 stuff is is gone. And, and so, man, that's not what it was. It's summertime. Many of us maybe had summer plans, vacations, but maybe because of COVID, we're not going on vacation. I know for, for my family, we were supposed to be this week in New Orleans seeing Stacy's parents. 
but we chose not to go because of the COVID, the rise of COVID cases in our area and in New Orleans. Stacy's parents, they're, uh, they're well into their 80s, and so we don't want to take any risk with them. So that's kind of discouraging that we can't go see them. Then we had the bright idea of, well, let's go to the mountains. Let's get away as a family for a few days in the mountains. We made plans to go up to the Asheville area, but, you know, again, you've got this spike in COVID cases, and you have to wear a mask everywhere you go now. And like, man, that's not going to be fun. So we're, we're choosing just to kind of forego some of our summer vacation plans and be honest, man, that's just, that's depressing. Like I want to get away, but it's not a good time to get away. And, and so, so there's just lots that we're dealing with through this crisis and, and I mean, depression is a real thing. And, and I think something like this, if, if you don't already struggle with the blues every now and then can maybe bring on some depression that you're not used to that you don't normally experience. And so how do you handle that? In fact, I read several things this past week that, that spoke to this. There was one foundation, the Kaiser family foundation. They did a poll that said right now, half of Americans are saying that coronavirus is harming their mental health in some way. It's a big deal. Mm, half of Americans would say that. And I would, I would probably say that's true. Or I, I saw this other, um, site online this this company called Talkspace. It's an online therapy service that you can you know if you need to talk with somebody or you can go there. And uh, but in in the month of February, they saw a sixty five percent jump in their clients. So people all across this nation and all across this world are struggling with mental health as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. But there's hope. That's right. There is hope. And you know it's interesting because. You know, as a follower of Jesus, it's almost like we think that we can't have depression mm. or else we're not a real Christian. And, and that couldn't be further from the truth. That's a very good point, Randy, because, yes, that's right. Um, you, you think about it. I mean, we're, we're Christians, followers of Jesus. We should have everything figured out, right? And, and, and I've even heard it said, Randy, I've heard it said uh, by pastors over the years that, that, you know, if you struggle with depression, you just got to deal with your sin. It's a sin issue. And sometimes there is sin to deal with. In the, I mean, we don't want to minimize that. Sometimes it, you know, there's sin to deal with when you're struggling with depression. But there's a host of other things, too. I mean, depression isn't sinful. Depression in and of itself is not sinful. It is a response, right? It is an emotional response to, to lots of different things. And we need to delineate, right? Because there is such a thing, and we know this, as, as really true diagnosed clinical depression, my grandmother, Randy, she struggled with that for years. I watched her struggle with that. I, I watched her. Um, she, she pretty much became uh, a recluse because of depression. So I've always been really aware of how that can affect people. And so some people, and, and maybe you're listening, and you really do struggle with ongoing what we would diagnose as clinical depression. And, and, and we understand that, and we don't minimize that. That's a real struggle. And then there are those of us who, maybe like you or maybe like me, Randy, or many who are listening today that – you know, there is this kind of seasonal depression that, that comes because of circumstances. We, we all, regardless, have seasons when we go through the blues. And right now is certainly a season when many of us are going through the blues, right? That's right. And, and you can have tremendous faith in God. Yeah. I mean, you, can, you could be uh, on, on cloud nine with, with Jesus, but still at the same time struggle with kind of our current situation yeah. or, or your current situation yeah. that has you kind of feeling the blues, has you kind of depressed. And it's interesting because when you look at scripture, you see several, several examples yeah. of, of people who dealt with the very same thing that we're talking about. Yeah. So maybe one of the famous, most famous examples is Elijah. I mean, he had this great victory on Mount Carmel where, where he saw God defeat the prophets of Baal. But then if you remember the story, Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. 24 hours, you're going to be dead. 
And this man who just saw God give him a tremendous victory fled and cried. He actually told, he's like, take my life. Take my life, God. I mean, this, is, this is terrible, right? Yeah. You can defeat the prophets of Baal, but you can't defeat this crazy woman, God, right? So he just, he got really depressed. And when you think about, you know, the Psalms, you can read a number of the Psalms and see, man, David struggled with, with moments of just depression and discouragement. You know, Psalm 42 and 43 are great examples where David says things like this, my, my soul is downcast and trodden. I'm in the pits of despair. Right. Think about another guy. This isn't in scripture, but this was a, a pastor, a pastor by the name of Charles Spurgeon. Many who are listening probably know that name. He was probably the most famous pastor in the 19th century. He he pastored a church of thousands. Right. Maybe the original mega church. Uh, when he was a young man, this is a crazy story. When he was a young man, when he was in his early 20s, he was already preaching to thousands and he was preaching to um, a group of people in, in an assembly hall. And now check this out. While he was preaching, someone came in and pulled a prank. Don't try this on a Sunday, Randy. Uh, cancel. Uh, Scott, cancel the prank we had yeah. scheduled. Well, this was a bad one because he came in and said fire. There was no fire. Everybody escaped the building or tried to escape the building, and in the process of the stampede of getting out, seven people were killed mm. as a result of a prank. That, that moment in his preaching, I mean, it uh, affected Charles Spurgeon for the rest of his life. On top of that, he had some physical ailments, and so he was known to have long bouts of, and here's, here he was, a very successful uh, preacher, a devoted follower of Jesus. He still ministers to us to this day, if you read his sermons, where the case may be, but man, he struggled with depression and anxiety that stemmed from some of those events in his life. In fact, in, in one sermon, he said this, he said, my spirits were sunken so low that I could weep by the hour like a child, and yet I knew not what I wept for. And I bet you there are many who are listening today who've been there, right? Man, you, you're just depressed. You don't even know why you're down, but you are. So can there be any hope? So, yeah, I mean, the, the question is, how can we overcome the blues? Yeah. And, and again, we do want to differentiate clinical depression from kind of this uh, occasional down, um, you know, especially with things that are going on right now. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll talk about a, a little a little bit more about that later. But let's talk about how we can overcome the blues, kind of in our COVID nineteen world that we find ourselves in. Let's do it. So the first one is uh, be aware of the symptoms of the blues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just part of it is knowing what's going on in your own body, right? If you find yourself becoming a little more irritable, or or maybe you just have this. Um, disposition of sadness, those could be indicators that you are. You're struggling with maybe some some temporary depression, right? And and, and that can be brought on by your circumstances. Or maybe you're, you're struggling like right now, I just, I don't feel like my, like my life is worth anything, right? I'm not doing anything of significance or anything of value. Or, you know, you have some, some anxiety that you maybe didn't have a few months ago. Those could all be indicators that right now you are struggling with some depression, and again, those things can be brought on by circumstances, but, but you need to at least start with being aware of those symptoms. Can you think of any other symptoms, Randy, that might be an indicator that you're, you're struggling with the, the COVID blues? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because uh, when, when you're talking about these, these blues, um, it, it can come in any area, area of your life. Yeah. And so I, would, I was thinking, you know, spiritually, if you've, if you've noticed that that you just really don't enjoy spending time yeah. with the Lord where normally you, you did Absolutely. or your, your prayer time uh, you're just, you're finding yourself very, very distracted yeah. and, and you just can't kind of get into the prayer. Can't concentrate. Th- those may be some, some symptoms 
of of the blues. Yeah. So yeah, it, it could be because typically what happens where we're in a season of depression or we have the blues is those things that we normally enjoy doing, we don't really enjoy doing anymore. And that could be time with the Lord that maybe you historically have looked forward every day to spending time with the Lord. But right now, I mean, you just have a hard time getting the word, hard time praying. You're distracted. It could be even things like, man, you have always just enjoyed being with your family or being around people at church or the case may be. And, and so those things that you once found enjoyable, for whatever reason right now, you're not finding those things enjoyable anymore. That could be a good sign that maybe you're struggling uh, with some, some depression or, or the blues, right? That's right. And so, and so I guess number two is we need to figure out how to pinpoint what may be causing the blues. Okay. So we, you, you see the symptoms. You see the symptoms. Now you need to, to identify the, the triggers. What's yeah. the root? And, and, and so it? the reality is, and when you take it very seriously, uh, it, it could be that some of us really do struggle with a clinical issue. And if you feel like you can never overcome the blues or you feel like you just can't pinpoint why you're feeling depression, it might be very wise to talk to a counselor or a medical professional to see if there's something going on there uh, to get you some help. But for many of us, uh, it, it may be, man, there's just been some life situations that have caused a season of depression, right? So COVID-19 would be a life situation that has caused some depression. Even the stress of dealing with it, you think of, of it in, in our vocation, Randy, just at a ministerial level. There's, there's stressors that we're facing right now that a few months ago we weren't facing, right? Right now we're facing the stress of how do we get a church back together? Not seeing the end of this crisis in sight, how do we get the church back together? That's, that's a real stressor. And, and, and I know you're like me, Randy. There, there are days that, that we go home discouraged because we see, man, this is overwhelming. This is beyond us, you see? And so that stress of how do we get the church back together or whatever it might be, man, that can really cause some blues and depression if you're not careful. So, so just kind of thinking, what, what is it that might be causing that season of the blues or depression in your life? Things like, you know, just changes in lifestyle. Maybe if, you, if you've changed a job or moved to a different location, that could be something that might cause some depression. I mean, there's all kinds of factors, but really just sitting down and saying, okay, I'm not in a good place right now. I'm not in a good place spiritually. I'm not in a good place emotionally. Are there any circumstances around me that have happened that might be causing this season of depression I'm going through? That's right. Could be a good thing to do. Yeah, and and also changes in relationships. Absolutely. It could be that a relationship that once was yeah. no longer is. It could be simply the fact that you are now around certain people that you have a relationship yeah. with way more than what you were used to or way less than what you were used yeah. to. And so it's it's causing kind of a trigger for, for the blues. And I think for all of us right now, that, that probably is something that may be causing the blues because in this COVID-19 crisis, I mean, my goodness, Stacy and I aren't able to go see our family. That's depressing. I mean, that's, that, that stinks, right? My boys aren't going to be able to see their grandparents this summer. When we stop and think about that, man, that can really cause some discouragement, right? And, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but we do need to recognize that, that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes unrepentant sin is the cause of depression. Man, if you find yourself in a place in your life where you're just being outright disobedient to the Lord and, and, and not confessing that sin and not dealing with that sin— there are going to be some effects of that on you spiritually and, and emotionally, right? I mean, sin can cause depression from time to time. Now, we're not saying that all depression is sinful. We're not saying that, but we are saying that sometimes that can be the root of it if you're not willing to confess that sin. So sometimes when we're depressed, it might be good to look inside and say, okay, God, is there any sin in me that might be leading me to a place where I'm having the blues right now? Well, and, the, and the reality is that 
that there may be several of these different things that are going on. You may have some unrepentant sin, yeah. but you may also have some some stress or some changes in your relationships or lifestyle, and everything's just kind of working against Compounding, you, right? Yeah, and you feel you start to feel the weight pressing down around you, and you feel like you have nowhere to go. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's a very dangerous place to be. That's right. But it's okay not to be okay. That's right. Because that's not where our hope is. Right. And so, part of this struggle is being honest with yourself and acknowledging, okay, I'm struggling right now and, and I want to get better, better. So it's okay to admit I'm struggling. Again, it goes back to that, that lie we're often told that I'm a Christian. So therefore I can't be depressed. I've got to be, you know, happy and go lucky and jovial all the time. And, and that's just not true. We, we all struggle. That's right. It's just and, being honest about that. And you, and you just said it, you know, we can't lie to ourselves. Yeah. And that's the third thing. We, we constantly need to tell ourselves the truth. Constantly need to be tell honest. yourself the truth. Because yes. here's what happens, Randy, you know this, and just like I do, that when you're in the midst of a depressing season, you're going to listen to some lies. I mean, think about it, Randy. Your, your mind is powerful. And here's what I know about you because I know it about me too. Whether you realize it or not, you're always talking to yourself, aren't you? Absolutely. You are always having conversations in your head. And a lot of those conversations you're having in your head just aren't true conversations. You will lie to yourself over and over and over again. Think about it, right? In the midst of a depressing season, you will lie to yourself and you will say, man, life can't get any worse than it is right now, right? And the truth is it could. <laughs> I mean, that's not very encouraging. It could but always it, be worse. It could always be yeah. worse. And so, man, you think, man, it can't get any worse. Well, yeah, it could. And look around. For some people, it's a lot worse than what you have right now. But you'll tell yourself that lie. Man, it can't get any worse than what it is right now when the truth is, yeah, yeah, it could, right? Or on the flip side, you'll tell yourself this lie. It can't get any better. I'm, I'm stuck. I can never get out of this mess. And that's not true either because for most of us, when we go through those seasons of depression and anxiety and being down in the dumps, it's just that. It's a season. It will get better. Circumstances, it doesn't look like it right now, but there will come a day that we will be out of this pandemic. It will get better. You might lie to yourself and say it's not going to, but it will. That's right. You also, you kind of get to this place where you tell yourself that no one cares what, what I'm going through. So you right. just keep it locked in. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're having a really bad time, if you're dealing with the, the COVID-19 blues and I come to you and say, Hey, Pastor Tommy, how are you doing today? Yeah. What are you going to say? I'm great, man. And we all, we all do that because yeah. we just think nobody really cares yeah. to listen to what we're dealing with. Yeah. And that's and that, not true. Either. That's not true. Yeah. Pe- people want to know. And I think people want to know that they're not alone as well. That's right. That's right. Sometimes just admitting uh, that that you're in a place of sorrow or depression can be an encouragement to somebody else that, you know what, I've been struggling too. We can work through this together and figure it out. And that might create an opportunity for accountability, uh, for mutual encouragement. And so again, I mean, don't tell yourself the lie that no one cares. Man, a ton of people care about you. And God may be wanting to use you absolutely to speak hope and life into right, somebody else's right. life that they're not doing okay either. That's right. That's exactly right. Or... In that season of depression, you might tell yourself the lie, I just can't do anything right. We've all felt that way, haven't we? I just can't do anything right. I can't please, you know, my spouse. I can't please my parents. I can't please my coworkers. I just can't seem to do anything right. Reality is, you probably do lots of right things. You probably are making more of an impact than you know. You are probably, uh, you know, doing lots of things that, that are, are good and noble and Christ honoring. But, you know, we'll tell ourselves a lie. I just can't do anything right. Well, I've got, I've got a good story to go with that, Pastor Tommy. I think you'll appreciate this. Uh, last night, my wonderful, beautiful wife 
decided to fry chicken. First time she's ever fried chicken, and so she looked up a recipe to try to get as close to Chick-fil-A nuggets as she could get. So she You can't found, do that right. Well, she found this recipe. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I didn't know what to expect. I walked in. I smelled the fried chicken. Yeah. It smelled amazing, but I'm thinking to myself, she's never fried chicken before. But she wanted to help our son, who only eats Chick-fil-A nuggets, to, to be able to eat something. And so we we started to, to eat, and they're really good. Really? And she actually made some uh, some Chick-fil-A sauce. Really? Which was also amazing. Now, I, I, I'm not going to comment. We're not going to spend time talking about whether or not it was exactly the same. But I'm just saying it was very, very close. Well, my son went to eat the first nugget, and he hated it. It's burnt. It's crispy. It's, you know, this and that. Of course, my wife did not did not like that, and so she started to tell herself, "I can never do anything right." Yeah, yeah. And I had to reassure her the entire evening because I ate about three pounds of, of chicken nuggets. <laughs> I, listen, I'm telling you, Jenny, the, these nuggets are amazing. Yeah, yeah. But in her mind, she had gotten to this place because of uh, what our son said. I can't do anything yeah, right. Yeah. And we we get there. We get there. We get there. So so that's the point, right? And you didn't bring any nuggets this morning. I did not bring nuggets. Nuggets. I would like to taste test and Maybe see. Maybe we'll order some nuggets later. It's not a bad idea. It'll be on me. Oh, man. I'll Lunch plan. One. I like that. So so um, the point is that, man, we have a tendency to tell ourselves all kinds of lies that just aren't true. And that's why it's important for us as followers of Jesus. Listen, we know the truth. We know the truth. And so, so you constantly have to tell yourself the truth to overcome the lies that you're tempted to tell yourself. Yeah, truth kind of, like I'm I'm made in the image of God. We need to image of God. we need to claim that and know yeah. that that we are all made in the image of God. And so made in the image of God, which obviously if you're made in the image of God, you're loved by God. And we are valued by God. Valued by God. These things are true. What's true is God has placed his spirit in me. What's true is God is using me. Maybe in ways I can't see right now, but he is. What's true of me is that God will never stop loving me. What's true is God has given me family. He's given me church family that loves me. Those things are true. And so constantly reminding ourselves of the truth instead of constantly listening to the lies we tell ourselves. So, so Randy, you always talk to yourself. I always talk to myself. And you need to talk to yourself. When you talk to yourself, tell yourself the right things. Right? Tell yourself the truth based off of what God tells us. Based off of what the word. word of God. And, and I'm right. telling you, that is a wonderful way to begin to overcome. It doesn't make all the bad circumstances go away, but it's a wonderful way to begin to overcome the blues that you might be facing. So we're, we're aware of the symptoms, right? We also pinpoint what may be causing the triggers mm-hmm. of the blues. We constantly need to tell ourselves the truth yeah. and not lies. The fourth thing we need to do is stay in community. And this stay is so important. We, we, we hit this hard here at Northwood, yeah. right? Yeah. Community is important. Yeah, yeah. Because we know this, right? For your spiritual growth, for your spiritual growth, you ain't going to grow spiritually without community. That's just the way God's designed it. You must be in a community of faith to experience the kind of growth that God has for you. And then put on top of that some of the seasonal you know, struggles we have with the blues, right? You just need the encouragement. You need to be around people who've gone through what you've been through, who can speak hope into your life, who can tell you, hey, it's going to be okay. You see, the problem is, Randy, and you know this too, is that when we go through these seasons of, of you know, anxiety, seasons of depression, what do we typically want to do when it comes to other people? We want to pull away. That's the temptation, right? We just leave me alone. Let me, you know, wallow in my self-pity. Let me work through this, whatever. I just need some time to be alone. And that's, that's not what you need. You don't need to be alone. You need to be around people who love you and want to pour into you and encourage you and bless you. And so just staying in community uh, during times of depression is just super important. 
So you, you may be asking yourself because, you know, a lot of people are saying stay home. Yeah. Right. How, how do you stay com- connected in community when we're kind of just going to church and then going back home and we're home most of the time, more so than when we were before? Yeah. yeah. How are we going to stay connected to community in, in such a time as this while we're in the, this COVID-19 world? Well, thankfully, for most of us, we have a lot of online options, right? Zoom Bible studies, whatever the case may be. But, but even if you're not connected to, you know, an online Bible study, online small group, here's what I know. You probably have a few friends. You have a few friends, and, and listen, this, I, I would not advise this anyway. I'm not saying you need to get into a community of people, a small group at church, so that you can air all your stuff about what you're going through. You probably don't need to do that. Not everybody needs to know what you're struggling with, right? But there are a few that probably need to know. That's right. The reason why you need to be in community is to continually hear the Word of God and continually hear encouragement from the Word of God. But being in community doesn't mean to dump all your problems on that community. You see what I'm saying? But, but, but in the community that you're in, whether it's your small group or whether it's just your circle of friends, there are probably a couple people in your circle that you need to share with. Having a couple of trusted confidants that you can say, hey, man, I'm really struggling with this. Can you pray with me, pray for me? Can you just call me and check on me a few times during the week? You need a few, right? Not everybody. You need a few people that you can confide in who are trustworthy, who love you, right? And so we're saying stay in community. We're not saying stay in community so that you can air all your dirty laundry or dump your problems, but you need to be in a community that's going to speak truth into you. And then within that community, you need a few people, two or three people that you can confide in. Yeah, and, and the word of caution there is those those few that you pour uh, your heart and your soul out to you hold each other accountable. They need to people that be people that love Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. That are going to give you godly advice. Absolutely. They're not going to say, "Yeah, you just need to to leave that relationship altogether," yeah. or, or "Yeah, you just need to to pack up and go." Right. They need to give you godly advice that's going to help you grow closer to Him, and and grow closer as the body of Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got one more, Randy. We got one more, Ramblin' we got, Randy. We got a few minutes left, so we're doing good on time. Uh, so staying in community, but also we need to establish healthy habits. Right, because here's what happens when you and I are struggling with depression or the blues. Uh, we get out of routine. Because what happens in, in, in those times when we're struggling is we only do what we want to do and not what we should do, right? So, so when I'm struggling, I don't want to talk to anybody. Leave me alone, right? When I'm depressed, I just want to stay in bed all day and binge on Netflix. When I'm depressed, I, I just want to, you know, uh, just eat ice cream all day long. I mean, so when, when we have those seasons of depression, we, we tend to do those things we want to do, right? That makes sense, Randy? That we, you know, I want to stay in bed all day and watch Netflix. I just want to be left alone. I want to eat ice. Those are the things I want to do, and so I'm going to do it. Instead of thinking, okay, there are some things that right now I don't want to do them, but I should because these things I don't want to do are probably going to help me, like staying in a regular routine, getting up getting to work, you know, all those things that you would normally do, just stay doing those things. Routine is so important in helping us to overcome some of those seasons of depression. Or think about this, just some recreation. I mean, Randy, I can't tell you, right, how good it is just to get outside and take a walk. To take a walk and, and just think about, you know, life, to pray a bit, to be with family on a walk. Man, that's just healthy for your soul. And so just some recreation, it might be exercise for you, whatever the case may be. Uh, th- those habits really do, I, I am convinced that for many of us, just establishing some healthy habits like taking a daily walk around your block a couple of times to pray and think would probably be super beneficial for you. 
right? So just creating some healthy, healthy habits, eating the right things. I mean, making sure you're getting enough sleep at night. I mean, those things really do help when we go through those seasons of dep- depression and discouragement. That's right. And our normal natural tendency as, as people is going to be to choose not those things, anything Absolutely. but those things. Right, right. Uh, so we, we do have to work hard. We have to discipline ourselves yeah. to choose those healthy habits. And work on those spiritual disciplines, staying right. in the Word, staying in prayer, all, all those things that would naturally be more routine for you in seasons when you're not discouraged or depressed. Keep doing those things because I think that that through those things, you're going to see God bring you to the other side. Here, here's here's the word I want to leave, you know, those of you who are listening today. Um, it's going to be okay. You can get to the other side. And even, even if you're someone listening who struggles with an ongoing, maybe even a clinical-type depression, there's still hope for you. You can see the other side of this. And so, so you know, get the help you need. If, if you feel like it might be a clinical depression, get the help you need, right, from, from your church, uh, from your medical professional. If you're struggling just with the COVID blues, keep doing what you know God wants you to do. Establish those healthy habits. Stay in community. Do these things, right? And I'm telling you, there is the other side of this. You do not have to stay in a perpetual state of depression. There is some hope. There is some healing. There is some encouragement. I mean, I think about even in my own family. My, my grandmother, I told you, she struggled with depression most of her life. But I do remember those seasons when she would get past it for a season. And, man, she did. She found some hope in her relationship with her Lord and, and some of the help that she got. And those were good seasons, right? There was always a battle, but she did find some victory. And I'm telling you, you can find some victory as well. You have any more thoughts, Ray, before we close us out? Nah, thank thank you so much for your leadership through this and just the encouragement to everyone that yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Uh, you're not alone and God's going to see us through this. Yeah. Randy, hey, guest host, you didn't do too bad. Didn't do too bad. No, I'll, I'll give you a B plus. So do I take Pastor Trey's place? No. Oh. And if you're listening, Pastor Trey will be back next week. He's on vacation in New Orleans this week. So pray for him that he would have a great trip. If Pastor Trey ever misses again, I might give you another call, Randy. We'll see. Rambling, Rambling Randy, Randy will make a return. Yeah, so not bad. Thanks for your help today. Appreciate it. If you're listening uh, today, thank you so much for listening. And if you don't mind right now, if this has been helpful for you, go ahead and share it on your uh, Facebook timeline, your Twitter feed, whatever the case may be. Get the word out. Go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcasting service so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That's helpful getting the word out about this podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.